tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Well, let's uh, welcome Jared Poole, who is an attorney at Skumon Law Incorporated, at Talking Legal Conversations. Jared, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, thanks. Thanks, and thanks for having me. Negotiation skills. These are the skills that get a lot of people who uh, write contracts or are getting into employment contracts into a lot of trouble because we are always so excited to get into the contract. We just want to get the papers signed because of whatever um, the agreement is going to bear for us in terms of foods and income and the likes. But um, we shouldn't be that quick. We should be able to negotiate. So help us. Um, what sort of skills do we need when it comes to negotiations? Well, the first thing is that you need to, um, when you're going into a situation where you can foresee that there's going to be some kind of form of negotiation in, involved in the process, um, it's always good to remember what the purpose of that interaction is going to be for. Uh, like you say, you don't want to be too excited and focused on the end result that you completely skip over the part where you make sure you get a, a good deal or a good situation. And so... You know, you want to be able to focus on your your um, your communication skills. You want to be able to plan going into your negotiation. Um, you want to work on your, your EQ and your emotional intelligence to be able to just process everything that's going to be happening in that interaction. Um, and then also, I think very important is just your expectation. Um, you know, people think that it's, uh, you, you go into a negotiation and you only uh, are successful if you get what you want. Um, and that also needs to be, you know, considered when you're trying to uh, establish what the importance of negotiation is in the in the process that you're using it for. I, I know you talk uh, communication and being able to articulate what you are looking for, yeah. but how important is active listening? Because as uh, communication is a two-way yeah. street, and you need to be able yeah. to listen to the other party. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the same way that you are walking into the situation saying that I would like this because of this and this reason, you have to also recognize the fact that that's the exact same approach that the other person that's involved in the in the discussion is also going to be approaching the situation with. So it's very important for you to go in with a way of being able to at least um, uh, listen or to process the information that you are getting in so that you can actually understand what is also being said to you as a counter to what your uh, expectation or your or your demands are. And that's also very important because it determines, uh, you know, the, the fair uh, and the reasonable outcome of the situation and what you guys are both willing to agree to. But it's always, you know, it's negotiations is not a, it's a two-way street, like you say, and it's not a one-sided affair. Most definitely. Now, one thing I've noticed when we are looking at contracts and negotiating is the fact that there'll always be a party that is more persuasive than the other. For the the one who's not as persuasive, how can they learn how to articulate themselves and also be able to persuade towards their side um, for their benefit if they're not, uh, you know, naturally persuasive? This is why planning is so important. Going into a situation whereby you have done your research, you have a way of being able to um, uh, know what to expect in terms of what the, either the, the line of questioning is going to be or the points that are going to be discussed is a very good way to prepare yourself for that. Because what that allows you to do is that instead of just thinking of uh, the information that's given to you as it is said in this conversation, you can have time to process it. You can have a few days if you're planning ahead 
um, to be able to consider all the various different outcomes in, in certain submissions being made. And the nice thing about that is that you then are able to think about the prospective outcomes in a more relaxed environment. And what that so that planning essentially helps you to also um, uh, have a more developed EQ going into the situation because then if something happens, it, it may well very well be in the scope of what you expected to happen in the meeting. So uh, that's the one thing I would say, and it goes back to the the, um, the the point of planning well, but also just to see everything as a negotiation in life uh, really helps you in terms of a formal context as well. You know, you don't really realize it, but a lot of the conversations you have with people when you're trying to, for instance, agree on the time to meet your friends for supper, for instance, um, and you guys are both busy at different times and you're trying to, you know, make it work, you know, pay attention to and be aware of how you are communicating. And that also helps you to then um, identify and develop that way of communicating when it's in a formal environment as well. Jared, can you take us uh, through some of the types of negotiations that one may uh, look at other than just um, employment contracts? So, so these, uh, in terms of, you mean in terms of the negotiations, in terms of the, you know, uh, uh, distributive and, and yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, perfect, yeah. So a lot of people look at the, the way of, of um, a negotiation is that it needs to be either distributive or it needs to be integrative. And if it's distributive, it looks at the situation of where one side is the winner and one side is the loser, and that's normally the, the win-lose um, negotiation. It's where if you are both after the same thing and only one person can get it, the person who doesn't get it is then considered to be in the win uh, in the lose situation of a win-lose. But then you also get a uh, integrative uh, uh, form of negotiation, which is where um, it's a win-win situation, and essentially both parties come out of the situation been able to tick off a few boxes in terms of uh, successful negotiation. And and that's normally what you are trying to aim for because you are trying to establish a common ground when you have a, a stalemate or a dispute. And if you have a way of having both parties walk away with the intended victory, then that helps you to firstly settle the dispute and also helps you to walk away feeling like you haven't lost anything um, uh, by using, you know, this alternate uh, form of mediation or, or, or negotiation. Mm. And uh, uh, the second one, integrative negotiations? Yes, yeah, so that is the integrative one. Mm. The other one being distributive is where you would consider, you know, and like I said, this is more of a, a harsh line. That, that, so it's, uh, it's either or. You, not everyone uh, is going to win. But with exactly. integrative, uh, it's a win-win for both parties. Uh, where would we you go. put uh, employment contracts here? A very good question, and it would depend on the type of, of issue that you are going to be discussing, or it depends on the type of uh, outcome that you are expecting from the negotiation. So if you're expecting it to be uh, the conclusion of a contract, obviously that would be more of a win-lose situation in terms of if it is that you are looking for a, a um, employment relationship to move from a temporary one to a final one. And so if it is that um, the situation leads itself to whereby either you're working for the company or not, that can be seen as a, a win-lose situation. However, there are times where um, it can be seen as a win-win. For instance, if you're going to be discussing something like a salary increase um, or better working hours or working conditions, it's something whereby you are interacting with the intention of improving the current situation, but just because your expectation is that you know an improved situation equals to A, 
It doesn't mean that if the you know you after interacting with your employer, if you make it to B instead of A, that it's now a, a win-lose situation. That can still be seen as a victory because you've essentially um, uh, bartered a position whereby both parties look at it as a victory from their the perspectives. I always worry about uh, contracts that are signed without one signing. Can you go back and uh, negotiate after signing and say, look, uh, it's been a month now and I've actually looked at my contract. I'm not happy with a couple of of, um, clauses. Are you able to do that? Of course, of course. Um, you know, contracts are not to be, the people like to make it seem as if contracts are sometimes this dangerous weapon and once you sign it, that's it, you, you are done. But very often what we make use of, and whether it's employment contract or commercial contract, is that there's uh, what we call a variation clause that's included. And what we essentially say is that whether or not it is a contract of employment or uh, based on working conditions or a, a commercial contract or a corporate, uh, more formal version of the contract, um, if it is that there is an amendment to the agreement, then um, the actual main agreement will make provision of that by saying that if that um, amendment is agreed upon between the parties, it can then be reduced to writing, signed by both parties, and then is considered to be a valid amendment to the uh, initial agreement. And, um, you know, we normally also see this in terms of um, employment contracts, sometimes where um, you are an employee for a company for a long while and then you are essentially given an increase and you are given a title um, increase. Uh, and then what will happen is, is that because they, you know, you've already uh, um, been integrated into the company with regards to a lot of the working conditions, um, there's an amendment that's signed to your main contract that then establishes the variation of your, your remuneration or your working hours, for instance. So how long does one have to make these uh, changes after they've signed? Um, especially if it's, for instance, the em- employee needing a change on a particular clause on their employment contract. It, it can happen at any time. I mean, there's, there are certain uh, cooling off periods that even allowed for in terms of, um, you know, purchasing of, of immovable property and that kind of stuff under the Consumer Protection Act whereby uh, you can even cancel the agreement uh, within a certain period of time. Um, in terms of when an amendment can come in, as soon as you have signed the contract, um, you can agree to an amendment, you know, the very next day, if it is, that that, that is the case. Um, and this also then goes to speaking about uh, whether or not you are looking to an, amend the contract or whether you are looking to argue the validity of the contract. Because sometimes, the you know, you, you think of uh, a, an, a situation whereby you're trying to change the working environment, but what you're trying to do is essentially address something that should have been addressed in the main agreement, and then it lacks um, the necessary requirements to, to lead to the validity of the main agreement. And then it's better to just essentially um, agree that the initial agreement has now obviously been uh, an invalidly entered agreement and, and re-entering into a new one. But when the scope allows for it, um, you know, the amendment can be can be entered into um, the very next day if that if is the need for, for, for the parties. So, uh, Jared, as uh, we are about to close off, uh, maybe give us uh, some of, uh, you know, the things that we need as we are planning and preparing for a negotiation. Mm. The, the one thing I would say is to, um, going into a negotiation, is to consider what your, um, your most, uh, how can I say, the most desired outcome, and also consider your bottom line where you can at least 
say that, you know, thinking freely and clearly, what is me walking away in the best possible circumstances? What does that look like? And then at the same time, also saying that, you know, in a situation whereby I'm willing to walk uh, away by only giving this much away, what does that look like? What's your absolute bottom line before you decide to turn away from from a, a mediated approach to this? And what that allows you to do is that allows you to plan how you are going to enter and discuss um, the different points of your negotiation. And, um, you know, once you do that and you plan, it's then also good to um, to know your priorities in terms of what you are going to be talking about. Know where, which points, how high they or how important they rank in your discussion so that you can start with the most important and work your way down um, so that you know, you know, you can tick off your checkboxes. Um, and we've already established, you know, clear and, and concise communication. Um, you know, in email correspondence, sometimes you, you have very open-ended language uh, because no one is willing to put anything on record. But one, if that is the case, and once you enter into formal discussions, always good to then say, listen, I know that this was the inference or this was my understanding. I, I would like to clarify this, that this is exactly what we mean when we said, you know, A, B, and C or X, Y, and Z. And um, lastly, to just be able to think about the, the, the empathetic approach of the fact that, uh, as we alluded to earlier as well, you are two people sitting around the table that are now trying to essentially uh, get to a point where there is common ground. So you have to understand that when you're trying to negotiate, you're not wanting to always destroy the relationship that is between you guys, and you have to think about that and how your outcomes of this negotiation affects the long-term relationship between you as the parties. And that very often also has a very big impact on what you are willing to concede and what you are willing to consider as your bottom line. So those are all, the, I think, the very important um, uh, aspects to, to take in um, and to also just be very fluid in that negotiation discussions, be open to hearing new ideas and new information and then just essentially taking your time to process it and to respond to that as well. Well, Jared, thank you very much for joining us and shedding light. I know some of us are about to get into some heavy negotiations <laughs> over certain contracts, whether it's business, employment, uh, others, even marriage contracts. So you've given us some light. Thank you very much. No problem at all. And thank you for having me again. That was Jared Paul, uh, attorney at Schumann Law Incorporated, uh, talking about uh, negotiation skills and the importance of understanding how to arm yourself before you go into a negotiation.